I'm currently live on Periscope, by the way. Why? <laughs> I don't know why. I I and there are I don't see the reason to be on Periscope doing this, Patrick. There are currently four people watching. Um, why? Why are they watching? Amro says hello. They can't even hear me. I know they can't. They can't hear you, Alan. I could. Um, I I I could unplug the <laughs> the headphones. Um. Alan can't hear anyone because Alan's not on Periscope or here. Um, <laughs> Neither can uh, Amro. He can't hear anything either. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Well, guess what are you doing? <laughs> I'm periscoping the podcast, Alan. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> I know it's a terrible idea. I'll just turn to face the screen. <laughs> I'm just getting lots, lots of hearts right now. Um, this this has to be the worst use of Periscope ever. This is Alan currently on the on Skype. This is the microphone I'm using to record the podcast with, and this is also being recorded on the podcast. And uh, you have four viewers, and it's just it's just, it's just Amro giving us like hearts and <laughs> those hearts. Who, who is Amro? Should I know um, Amro? Oh, he's a follower of mine on Twitter. <laughs> And he's just giving hearts. And now he's the only viewer we've got. So, um. Of course he's the only viewer. <laughs> I'm amazed you have won. I'm going to stop periscoping the podcast now. This is a terrible podcasting experience. This is staying in the episode, by the way. Goodbye, Periscope. <laughs> You're a total of three, vi- of, of three viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to pilot season. <laughs> That's all staying in. <laughs> if you were lucky to be one of the three people who watched that, then you got a unique viewing experience. Actually, there's a question Does Periscope archive stuff like that? Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, it's Snapchat, but for video. Pretty much, yeah. Like Snapchat. Yes. <laughs> So I just periscoped the first minute or so of the show, which you just heard me doing. And this week, we are talking about uh, Pope Town, a show which was uh, banned in some countries. For example, Lithuania. And New Zealand, I think. It was aired in New Zealand. It was aired in New Zealand, apparently, according to my uh, teenage boy throat. (laughs) Everything's gone really strange. I'm Patrick Brogan, and alongside me is Alan Byrne, by the way. <laughs> Hello. Next time I perish with the podcast, I'll make sure you're in the same room. <laughs> That's probably better. I think it would be more entertaining for your viewer. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. I'm really, really happy we did, I did that, because it's really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Pope Town. Pope Town yes, was a two thousand and five um, animated series, adult animated series, commissioned by BBC Three. So you're getting off on a really good foot there, and it's about a town in which the Pope lives, not Vatican City. Pope Town, and it's all dreamt up in the mind of some student who's bored in the back of a religion class, where Ben Miller is doing animal impressions, because apparently he is the Michael Winslow of Catholic priests. Uh, 
That all sounds made up, but it is entirely true. <laughs> it is entirely true. And, uh, I, yeah. What did we just watch? Literally no idea, Alan. Literally no idea. Um, this, this thing is, is bizarre, uh, especially because a lot of the people involved in the show were actually quite good at what they did at the whole comedy thing. Should we list off who's in this? I think we should. Before we get down to d- um, discussing it. Okay, we, they've got the, the, the credits as far as Wikipedia goes includes the writers. There were seven different writers. Uh, Kevin Eldon, who you may know as um, the cleaner in that one episode of Black Books. And he's in loads of different things. And he's a very funny guy. Uh, James Bachman, who was the um, he's written on the Richmond Web look. He was the sketch comedy sketch partner of Matthew Holness, uh, who um, created uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Mackenzie Crook, who was in The Office and Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, you got David Quantic, who's written for Harry Enfield and Brass Eye and Harry Hill and oodles of things. There are other people as well, but those are the ones I'm most familiar with. Uh, Mark Evans is another writer on it, and he's worked for uh, Mitchell and Webb as well. There's a big Mitchell and Webb connection, actually, to all of these. Uh, in the cast, mm. uh, you had Bob Mortimer from uh, Vic and Bob as Father Nicholas. Bob M- Mortimer is a very funny comedian. He and Vic and Bob are very funny, very surreal comedy duo. Ruby Wax uh, as the first of the Pope. As the Pope. Um, Marwana Banks as Sister Marie. Jerry Hall as Sister Penelope. Yes, Jerry Hall as in... Uh, the former Mrs. Mick Jagger, Matt Lucas as uh, Cardinal One, Kevin Elson as Cardinal Two, and Simon Greenall as Cardinal Three. And Simon Greenall is the only one I'm not really that familiar with, but apparently he's in I'm Alan Partridge. Simon Greenall, yeah, also he's the voice of Alexander de Mirkash on the Compare to Market ads. Oh, and Ben Miller plays Priest, and I like I like Ben Miller. He's all he was um, Armstrong and Miller show, and that was a very funny show. A lot of these people are very funny. Also, the kid who's doing up pub ten isn't credited on Wikipedia, but is on IMDb. Is, is um, Reese Thomas, who was a, a writer and performer on the Fast Show. For he started off in the Fast Show actually at the age of seventeen. Yeah, it's you've got a lot of funny people. There, there's some comedy yeah. pedigree here, guys. And what we're about to talk about is not comedy. No. Um, the one I'd be least whelmed about is Matt Lucas because I'm not a big, not a big Little Britain fan. Um, they had one joke and they stretched it out over about several seasons. Um, although I do like Matt Lucas on um, Shooting Stars as George Doors. I mean, he said he's on Shooting Stars. If you've never seen it, he plays a, he plays the the scorekeeper who is a man in a giant onesie. He was doing this long before. Uh, adult onesies were really a, a thing uh, who uh, just smashes his who has a drum kit and he just kind of badly plays the drum kit and then yells the scores out in a stupid voice and it that doesn't really do it justice because it's actually very very funny and occasionally he plays the same character but as a woman yeah that's Marjorie Dawes who went on to be a Little Britain character oh yeah but I get that's where Matt Lucas kind of started, and he was very funny on that. Shooting Stars was amazing. <laughs> um, I probably more Vic, Vic Reeves is probably the one I prefer out of Reeves and Mortimer as well. So, and 
Ruby Wax has been in some. She's been in good things too, but Ru- Ru- Ruby Wax is all over shock the place. treatment. I don't That's know what shock treatment is. To um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Given that I've never heard of this until right now, I'm guessing it's bad. Yeah, it's it's not considered very highly by uh, people. But let's talk about this actual weird Pope show that was, according to the makers of it, it was meant to be a cross between South Park and uh, Father Ted. And it was cancelled before it aired a single episode. Now, if by mix between South Park and Father Ted, they mean that is animated like South Park and its subject matter contains the Catholic Church like Father Ted, then they are it's right. It's true because that's that's about the um, about <laughs> where the comparison ends and the writing is not, writing isn't great. Right, we'll get into it rather than kind of doing about beforehand. It opens up with a lot of swooshy cuts through a, a school into a, a religion class, as we mentioned, with uh, where Ben Miller is playing a priest who's talking about uh, Noah and the flood and making animal impressions. He's essentially, like I said at the start of the episode, he's Michael Winslow, but a priest. Fun fact, Michael Winslow apparently visited my old university while I was a student there to, I guess, do stand-up. Like, that's a thing he does, apparently. Him and Vern Troyer and E17. Yes. Yeah. That's the oddest combination. But they're all in my old university at some point or time. The, uh, why can't we live in the world where Fern Troyer, Michael Winslow and E17 are a travelling variety show? I'd watch that. My favourite thing ever was when uh, Two Unlimited appeared at, at, <laughs> in the student union. Did they sing all one of their back catalogue? I never actually went, but the poster had... Two Unlimited alongside um, S Club 3, <laughs> the remaining members of S Club 7. And the poster read, um, it read like S Club 3.2 Unlimited, <laughs> which I thought was some weird supergroup. Like McBusted. Yeah, it, well, I think it would have been the best thing. <laughs> this is going to get tangential because this is, there's not much to talk about and it's not very good. Um, while Ben Miller is doing impressions of, of um, some like, animals getting hit by helicopters. Cows. Cows getting hit by helicopters. We meet a kid drawing in a book at the back of the room. And he's the one drawing Pope Town, which has terrible CG. Let's talk about the CG, Alan. Yeah, that uh, it's like they got some quake maps and put them on the telly. Like, like not even quake two maps, quake... It looks half finished. Why? You're animating everything else. Yeah. Why is the CG backgrounds? And they don't even use them for. Do they use? Do they use them in the regular shots, or are they just the transition scenes? No, there's some bits in the uh, the bits in the catacombs. Some of them look very computer generated. It, it's that really obvious, um, badly done computer animation of. It's very early 2000s, but this was 2005. I figure we could maybe have done better in 2005. Yeah, this is like 1998 era video game. This is reboot level. Actually, no, reboot was better than this. Low quality textures spread across large areas. In some cases, like, there are some... Because, like, Pope Town is obviously... is meant to be the Vatican, Vatican City, so it's, it's, it's a city in a city. So you have, like... So they have these sort of uh, establishing shots of, of Pope Town... And there's a, a small area with like a green belt around it, and then there's a city in the background, and it just looks so cheap and unfinished. Yeah, actually, the 
the 2D animation isn't even that good either. It's not a good point to bring up that this costs 3.7 million pounds. You're joking. Uh, that's what the Guardian said. That reportedly. 3.7 million pounds for that. You can go on... You can... Oh, sorry, 2.5 million pounds. The, the other article I'm reading must have been in Euro. That doesn't make it better. <laughs> I mean... It is less money. You can do... You could probably do that quality. There were Flash series doing animation that was higher quality than that. In like 2005. That's exactly it. It's Newgrounds. It's Newgrounds Flash animation. Yeah. You probably get that. You probably, like, I would imagine Homestar Runner, that's the thing, isn't it? That probably has better quality animation then than this did. Well, yeah. Homestar Runner had an aesthetic and it stuck to it. The, the, look, the look of this show is just so... It's so cheap. It looks like a really poor, really cheaply made... Do you, do you remember when... I feel like I'm talking awful lot, but do you remember when um, the Den would get these like weird European... Oh, yeah, there were, the, the, they had a cartoons. weird European one with, the, with Cat and a Mouse. Yeah. It, it was like the the episode of The Simpsons where Itchy and Scratchy gets cancelled <laughs> and Krusty has to get in. <laughs> Weird, a weird European cartoon. They get these weird, but they they had that. They they actually, it, it wasn't a parody. These are things that actually happened. <laughs> and RTE bought them and showed them to children. Yeah, there were like these. They're all like Canal Plus productions and also like cheap Spanish shows that they got and they were redubbed and they were really badly redubbed and they were just so cheap and. The voice acting was really, really hokey. Um, this is what this feels like. It feels like one of those shows. And the first thing we do is we meet a priest, Father Nicholas, who um, has been woken up uh, from his sleep, where apparently he sleeps in a very empty room in his vestments, uh, woken up by a nun called Marie, who was bringing him breakfast. Uh, he's, in very, he's basically the Pope's handler. And um, if I remember Angels and Demons right, that means he's the Carlamengo and will eventually uh, kill the Pope. Oh, spoilers for Angels and Demons, by the way. <laughs> don't watch Angels and Demons. I watched it once and I do a web series about historical accuracy in, in uh, films. Sometimes. Well, there was never an antimatter bomb in the Vatican, yes. <laughs> and there was there were certain <laughs> no, there were certain other things that just came out. Uh, da, 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 no. That was the exact noise I made. <laughs> no. No, movie. Uh, uh, keep away from that. You keep away from that history. Damn it, Dan Brown. <laughs> um, it belongs on the shelf. Bad Dan Brown. Bad Tom Hanks. Back in your cage. Um, we have, there's a, a visit. Back when you're making Joe versus the volcano, too. This priest uh, has an important assignment this day. This this day, don't want to say it like that. Where he uh, he has a visit from a bunch of orphan uh, paraplegic children from Leeds, who are his former orphans from his old job that are coming to visit the Pope. Um, and to give you an idea of the humor of this show, his uh, one of his main things he did. For the orphans when he was working with them was he he uh, he taught them life skills like uh, circus tricks because you know they're freaks so they had to learn circus skills apparently um 
but yeah yeah this that's one of the first few kind of uh, jokes in this i mean if they're going for a south park type thing like i'm not necessarily a fan of south park so that wouldn't wash well with me either but south park goes way beyond the line yeah this kind of sees the line and says look it's a line Huh? Huh? Gonna put my hand over the line. Yeah. Being edgy. Yeah. Cribbles. <laughs> oh, what well, well, can we get to the animation on some of the non white kids? Did you catch that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but more, most importantly, right now, the Pope wants uh, Father Nicholas to play hide and seek with him because the Pope is an idiot man child. The Pope is the most annoying character. Like, really annoying. Ruby Wax doing a small child voice and yelling and uh, threatening people. And and the intro is basically just Father Nicholas and Marie running around after the Pope, who's like pogo sticking around on a, on like a... On a crucifix. On a crucifix and has toys everywhere. And it's just already... How far into this are you cringing, Alan? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How how far in though? <laughs> I'm trying to remember the exact point. You just kind of went, yeah, as in, from the start. I think it was the bit where the plane had Yorkshire Chemical Warfare presents orphans on tour. That's what that said. I didn't. No, that was also an acronym. I didn't catch what the acronym is. No, no, and I didn't go back to look at that. Yorkshire. Warfare. No, there was more of it than that. Yeah, there was. Um, but that was the gist of it. Again, this makes me feel really sad because th- th- there are... So that was, you know, after the credits. Yeah, there were I funny... Got that far. There are funny people in this. And this is just trying to be shocking and risque and everything for the sake of it. I mean, Kevin Eldon, you did the... You did... Kevin Elton got his own series eventually, and I never, I only saw bits of it, but it was actually kind of funny. I always like him when I see him in stuff. Like, he's, he does a lot of, um, lots of Bill, with Bill Bailey and, on his stand up shows, and he's in that one episode he, of. He was in that Kraftwerk thing that they did. Yes, and he's in other ones as well. He's, he's really, he's a, he's a funny guy, and he's well regarded in, um, British comedy, and has worked on a bunch of different things, um, and his sketch show has had some pretty funny sketches in it. Um, I didn't watch. I didn't really watch it much, but the bits and pieces I saw were there were some really clever things in it. But also, got to remember this was made for BBC Three, which is you know, BBC Three doesn't have the best track record. In fact, you're going to do of producing. Are you going to start listing off things that BBC Three have made? Please don't yeah. do that. <laughs> Did it be human? That's meant to be good. <laughs> Uh, okay, according this this is from Google. Uh, the kind of things that air on BBC Three or aired because it doesn't actually does it exist. Uh, it's either getting axed or has been axed. So, um, oh, the final decision will be announced in autumn. Oh, yeah. Family Guy in the flesh. Don't tell the bride. Being human. Russell Howard's Good News. Cuckoo. Tattoo. Bluestone Forty Two. Sun, sex, and suspicious parents. 
some girls, uncle, snog, marry, avoid, him and her, lip service, proud face, crims, siblings, Gavin and Stacy, sweat, the small stuff, the call center, hair, comedy feeds, mongrels, I survived the zombie apocalypse, killer magic, barely legal drivers, the revolution will be televised, the fades, Torchwood, Southside Story, Sexy Beast, Little Britain, Ideal, Ideal was alright, um, World's Craziest Fools with possibly the Mr. T show, I don't know, Two Pints of Dragon, a Packet of Crisps, Coming of Age, Bizarre E.R., Out of World Out of War, Doctor Who Confidential, which, you know, is, is just a thing, um, The World's Strictest Parents, so now I'm just picking, um, um, that's pulling, and that's basically a list of things that they do, and uh, I've not heard of half of those shows, <laughs> but I have. Yeah, BBC Three is the youth channel. Mm. It's meant to be attracting teenage to early twenties viewers. Brown face, crims branded as criminals. Um, probably. I, I I do. I have heard of sunset. I gotta look up Pram face. I have heard of sunset and suspicious parents. And uh, yeah, it it does do a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's meant to be youthy and 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 all that jazz. But so cringeworthy. Yeah, Prime Face is just a sitcom. Makes sense. A lot of sitcoms on that list, actually. Yeah, yeah, BBC Three made a lot of sitcoms. Yes, it did. Some of them we've heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Others, no idea. But there are three evil cardinals in Pope Town, Alan. Uh, are they evil, though? I I got the idea that maybe they were meant to be evil at the start of it because they're all they're, they're presented as being sort of very obsessed with money and um, they want to be richer than Oprah. Uh, yeah, they're they're looking at the the rankings of the richest people, which, and the cardinals are below Oprah and Siegfried and Roy, which apparently is a live a live feed apparently. Because one of them is hitting the the screen to make sure that it works and maybe to fix their wealth. But they they're all happy because the the live the the live the live kids the, the disabled kids are coming and people love disabled children so it will make them money from a mass. And also the kids had to raise their own plane tickets so it doesn't cost them a penny. Yeah, because the Catholic Church are known for having not a lot of money that they don't need to and stuff um i go they're going for there actually but mm. like the catholic church they're not that tight tight fisted they just i think jokes like that need more teeth it needs to be more outrageous yeah it, it, it's a little safe here's the thing right the main thing about pope town is there is an undercurrent of jokes currently regarding the Catholic Church that Pope Town doesn't touch on because it wasn't really public at the time. So now looking back at it with our future vision. I don't know. I mean... I, I mean, like... That's what I was expecting the controversy to be. Right? Yeah. But there's just some vaguely barbed jabs at the church. Yeah. Like, and they're not really pointed either they're just sort of oh they the 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 catholic church really likes money so the important cardinals are real skin flints 
who like to just hoard all the money and make disabled children take planes to the Vatican. Uh, and the Pope is a crazy person. Which, okay. Um, Wasn't John Paul Pope at this time? What the hell? Yeah, I mean... Well, I suppose it's easier to have a hyperactive man-child Pope than a, a frail, dis- frail um, Parkinson's-afflicted Pope. Okay, yeah, I can get, I can get surreal Pope. Yeah, that, that's fine. There, there have been surreal bishops on Father Ted. Mm. Actually, yeah, Father Ted didn't do so much better in like one scene. <laughs> do you remember that scene in Father yeah. Ted where? Uh, Ted gets a call from uh, from Rome because he's just uh, been awarded the, the the top priest award. Yeah, uh, and his his friend is there and he's in Rome now, and it's just it's just a room filled with partying and drinking and implied drugs, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that scene. That is a hundred times better than any of the money grubbing cardinals jokes that this episode has. Yeah, it, this app just they just they, they feel like really sort of lame cartoon villains. Yep, they kind of are. Um, so do you want to talk about how we meet the disabled children? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> they, I suppose we should. They come on a plane, and uh, they, as we mentioned, they kind of they had that that thing tied to the back of their plane the, the banner the banner with the you know whatever it said we Yorkshire Chemical Warfare sponsors the Leeds Orphanage there was definitely an acronym in there but I couldn't pick up what it was I don't want to go back and look because I'm afraid it's going to be just terrible um and not funny but they firstly that they slide out of the plane on those little on the on that like safety thing, and in their little wheelchairs, and also the plane parks on a disabled spot. Oh yeah, it does, doesn't it? Ooh, and they they're all super hyperactive and literally bouncing. Their wheelchairs bounce, and one of the they're mostly white, but there's this one. Uh, non-white kid that looks kind of, well, kind of gollywoggy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not great. No, and it's not, it's not, and he's not the only one drawn like that as well. There's, a, there's an adult character drawn the same way later. Why would you do that? I mean, that 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 just that's just not smart. Um, this is where we meet Pope Town's resident uh, TV nun, voiced by Jerry Hall. <laughs> Anchor nun. <laughs> Anchor nun. Sister Penelope with a her priest cameraman, um, and she's her entire thing is she wants to get a sad story out of the overly happy orphans who are too happy. And when she interviews one of the orphans, he's all like, yeah, we're going to have a party with the Pope. And her, she attempts to try and make it sad, but it, him, whatever, it's sad and doesn't work. And she gets grumpy. And that's her entire joke. Yep. 
She's out in it for the ratings. Meanwhile, because um, Father Nicholas has left the Pope and Marie playing, uh, playing hide and seek, the Pope has gone hiding in a crypt, and uh, he still he just he ends up saying hiding in the crypt for ages. And also, apparently, the Pope wants to kick orphans. I can't remember it... if that happens then or later, but uh, yeah, yeah. If this is meant to be Seth Park, the Pope is meant to be Cartman. But the Pope is not Cartman. The Pope is Ruby Wax doing an annoying kid voice. That, that actually that kind of makes sense given the, the way Ruby Wax voices the character as well. It's kind of Cartman-y. But oh god, this is just painful. Pope Tan, I know Cartman. Cartman is a character I watch on TV a lot. And you have no Cartman. Um... Meanwhile, the... I nearly called Cartman a friend of mine. That, uh, <laughs> that has neither a scenario that is true nor uh, that I want. Nor plausible. The uh, the kids then sing a little song for Father Nicholas that's about the Pope, and it's a very bad song. And they do a human pyramid because they know tricks, and they jug and one of them juggles all of them. This is dumb. <laughs> this is dumb. This is this is just the the, the dumbest thing. And not in a good, fun, silly way, like, I don't know, something dumb and silly, like me periscoping a podcast for no reason, which was funny, <laughs> at least to us. But this was just dumb. There's like, there are jokes here, but they're not good jokes. And there are, the animation is crap. And there's a lot of, the, the tone is off for, for that whole bit. Yeah. It's really hard to pinpoint what exactly is wrong because, in concept, it's funny, right? Yeah. Uh, kids in wheelchairs form a pyramid. Funny. But it doesn't work. For some reason, maybe they're, they're not giving it enough build-up. It just happens. And this is 25 minutes long. <laughs> and we haven't got to the to the plot about the fake Pope. <laughs> yeah, it, this episode is called The Double. Because there's double. We need a fake pope. Uh, Father Nicholas is uh, fed up looking for the pope all around the Vatican City, and he needs a pope because there's going to be a mass. So he pops down to the local celebrity impression place to get a pope. And the reason why he get, uh, the pope is still missing is because Marie, the uh, the the nun. By the way, the voice actress who voices her is a voice actress from Peppa, from Peppa Pig. Yes, Morwenna Banks. Yes. Um, she, uh, she's been counting to one million and not actually going to look for the Pope. So he, they end up with a £50 a day uh, Jackie Mason sound-alike Pope. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Pope. Is from Brooklyn and he's Jewish. They want to get rid of him because he sounds like Jackie Mason, but the one of the kids sees him and gets super excited and they can't do it. They they, they figure they can't back out now because the kids have seen them and they have the mass. And um, before the mass, we get do you remember the ad? Yes, the mass is also sponsored by Yorkshire Chemical Warfare. Yep, and. And they've got lots of stuff for you to buy. Souvenirs. Audio. Including Pope cigarettes. 
there was cassettes as well, and you 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 call and you call the number, which I think was I may have written down the numbers wrong, but the end of it was like it was like oh five three oh paralyzed kitties. Yeah. Oh, the shamelessness of it all. Yeah. Will they stop at nothing to get money? Oh, how money grubbing they are, and blatant, and so the the mask goes on, but the pope has been told, but the fake pope has been told not to speak because he clearly doesn't sound like the pope, and he's mostly told what to do thanks to Father Nicholas holding up cue cards while a bishop reads mass, and the, the bishop's Latin is like footballers' names. He definitely says Nicholas and Elka at one point. Uh, oh, I didn't spot that at all. And kind of one of the good, the only good joke I think in this little bit is um, when the kids are about to sing. Nicholas holds up a sign saying, "Children will sing. Don't laugh." Which is a good joke. Yeah, yeah. And the Pope is still wandering around in the crypt, lost. I I, I also appreciated that that he had signs for stand up and sit down because mm. we've we've been to mass. <laughs> That happens a lot. It does. <laughs> and some, sometimes, like, if you don't go regularly for, you know, objections or reasons, <laughs> they go and they change the mask on you, and then you don't know when to, to sit or kneel anymore. Well, they changed the so, words. You know, yeah, yeah, they, they went and changed masks. They changed all the words. This whole thing. <laughs> but uh, I don't know when you stand or sit down anymore, so cue cards would be helpful. I... I I I don't really do the whole religion thing, but I've had to go to masses, and then I go to masses, and there's like, there's all new words, and all the old people are really confused. It's like, hey, 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 oh, uh, hey, 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 hey. I don't know what they're saying. They're like, I've forgotten all the mass words, but they change them. So. I think Amen is one of them. <laughs> I seem to remember that. Ah, yeah, Amen. Mm. Good old Amen. <laughs> mass is all about Amen. It is. <laughs> and. So no cue cards in real mass, but in fake Pope mass you get cue cards. But unfortunately for Nicholas, the lure of performing is too much for the fake Pope. Because as the mass is ending, he sees the microphone and starts to get get the itch. And he breaks into a stand-up routine. Which is very Jackie Mason. Pretty much, yeah. All the jokes are, are either Jewish or wife-related or both. Or Jewish wives. Um, and then to close, he does a, a, a dance routine that in, that um, apparently the choir boys had just, you know, uh, trumpets and stuff and a small three-piece band were just kind of waiting. Clearly, this was not off the cuff. This was something that the fake Pope had planned all along. Maybe they came, maybe those, maybe those, those uh, backing uh, priests came with it. Those fake popes can be devious, you know. Mm, I know. In fact, I did a whole top five list about popes, and there were fake ones. Hey, synergy. That's on, that, that's on the internet, too, you know. Not like some videos I've done. <laughs> hey, Walk the Line's back. It is, actually. Um, that took a lot of editing. <laughs> it's in a border. <laughs> For reasons. Oh, oh. Forgot that when the fake popes stopped ends his show the the disabled kids try to give him a standing ovation and they fall out of their wheelchairs why would they do that i don't know why but they did it they they they, they think they'd know also this mass was not very high, highly attended there were like 10 people at it 
It was an intimate private ceremony in in the in the Pope Church. But it was being broadcast live on television. You'd think there'd be a bit of a bigger audience. Uh, I think that seems like it would be a lot of effort for the animators. Yeah, effort would be a, a godsend for this show. Um, the Pope still stuck down in the crypt, uh, wanders into a door that has a Pope-free zone sign on it for some reason, and in there is a sweatshop that they manufacture communion wafers. I mean, mm. yeah. I, I know that like nuns used to make communion wafers a lot. I was told this by a nun, so uh, I'm assuming it's true. Um, but well, they have to get made somehow, right? Yeah, but the body of Christ doesn't just show up. But apparently, it's by hammering bits of bread mixture into flat bread, according to this this show. And the Pope ends up basically in a sweatshop manufacturing communion wafer. And Nicholas, above ground, is distraught because he thinks this has all gone wrong. But the cardinals are all happy with it because it's fun it's bringing the fun back to the catholic church um, he's brought the fun to christian fundamentalism which isn't even a joke they use yeah no it was right there it was the lowest of hanging fruit um, this is when the pope someone manages to call nicholas to tell him he's trapped yeah it was nice of that sweatshop to have a payphone yeah you think the you think the pope would have like a a, a mobile phone but no in 2006? Well, who are you kidding? What is he? Neo from the Matrix? <laughs> and then the Pope turned news reports about this this new all-singing, all-dancing comedy Pope. And we find that the Jews aren't very happy about it. And the uh, Muslims find it... They just didn't think it was funny. Yeah. yeah. And that the Buddhists are, are planning the Dalai Lama on ice. Jokes. Funny jokes. Where? Well, Are you sure? I don't remember that. No, I'm not sure. Did I fall asleep? Probably. So Nicholas is then told to plan a world tour with the fake Pope. And, and while this is going on, the, the dumb one of the Cardinals sees the real Pope in the factory, but they don't really care. Uh, then Nicholas is bonding with the uh, fake Pope, telling him how he met the real Pope, because the real Pope had uh, seen the fun fair he put together for the disabled kids when the Pope went to visit, and... Um, they decided that he'd, he'd be useful in the van, well, to the Vatican, but Pope Town. Um, and at this point, because the fake Pope has escaped from the sweat... The real Pope has escaped. The real Pope escaped from the sweatshop by beating up the guard and stealing his gun. He um, turns up with a gun, threatens the, the fake Pope, uh, sticks the fake Pope's head up his own butt. The cardinals who had taken who had um, asked Nicholas to go talk to them about the tour, uh, uh, close a giant like metal screen in front of themselves so they can get away. Um, the Pope threatens to do a bunch of violent things to Nicholas, but Nicholas says, well, you could do that, or you could have fish fingers, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, no dead air pretty much sums it up. The most hilarious, most outrageous, most controversial, and most addictive comedy series ever made. That's what it says on the back of the DVD. Who wrote that? A liar. <laughs> is, is that like on the Super Mario Brothers DVD, where it's all Daily Mail quotes saying, uh, you know, it's Indiana Jones meets Star Wars meets Blade Runner? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that's an accurate description of Super Mario Brothers. Uh, yeah. Not the not the brightly coloured um plumber and mushroom based computer game, but certainly whatever the hell that film was. Ugh, terrible. You know, I can see why the Catholic Church or well, it wasn't actually the church, it was just Catholic groups, but I can see why they they were offended by this. Because this does nothing but drag the, the <laughs> reputation of the Catholic Church through the mud. Purely being associated by with, with such a terrible show. If someone thinks Pope and they think Ruby Wax, that that's a lost customer. Yeah. This is one of those controversial shows that really not 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 bad for the reasons you're saying it's bad. It's bad because it actually it's bad. Yes. It's not offensive. It's just dull and boring and not funny. Um, there was a quote from, from BBC sources at the time. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, it's causing huge ructions within the BBC. There's no rush to get it out, said a source. This was before... Uh, well, it never aired in, in Britain. Beforehand, it was like, oh, is this too controversial? No, no, it's it, this is not funny. We can't air this. <laughs> that sounds like it might have been the truth. There was, there's another source from a quote, a source close to the program. There's never going to be a good time to put this out. The whole point about those complaints is that none of these people have making them have seen the scripts. But if they did, they would be hugely upset. <laughs> I'm sure they would have been upset yeah. that they had wasted their time getting riled up about this. Huh. Do you think that maybe... This is a theory I've just developed in my head right now. That the BBC might have seen this and gone, we can't possibly air this. This is this is terrible. Uh, Let's whip up some yeah. controversy so it never airs. Yes. <laughs> it seems to me, Patrick, that they would have more money with a failure than a hit. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds exactly right because they managed to put it on DVD and sell it to other countries where it has been aired. Yeah, it also caused huge, huge corruptions in Germany. Germany! Well, in Germany, to be fair, it's insulting religion is illegal. And, and I said at the beginning, of, I was going to say at the beginning of the podcast when instead of, instead of um, periscoping, I was going to actually say the uh, banned in several countries example uh, Lithuania or wherever, because that is the story of Pope Town. It's banned in several. It aired in the Baltics, but it was banned in several Baltic countries uh, for, I guess, existing. And it makes me sad because the people involved in this have worked on good things. Like I just opened David Quandick's Wikipedia page. Things he has worked on include: he submitted jokes for Spitting Image. He's um, he worked on the Day to Day. He worked on uh, Brass Eye. He worked on uh, Smack the Pony and Harry Enfield's brand new, brand spanking new show, which was not a good show, I don't think. But he worked on that show, but that might have been good. I don't know. That might have been a good example. That was that was that was a two thousand Harry Enfield show. So has worked on that Michelin Web sound and that Michelin Web look. I think um, he's done lots of stuff. He worked on Harry Hill's TV burp, which was funny for a, a while, <laughs> and. Basically, he's done a lot of stuff. He wrote so he wrote a Doctor Who audio play. Ooh, which one? Um, he wrote uh, the Doctor Who audio play, The Dark Husband, featuring the seventh Doctor, Sylvester McCoy. 
I do like Sylvester McCoy. I'll have to check that out. And he's, contrib- he's contributed material for the thick of it and done other stuff, lots of stuff. And written books, and he's a journalist and all these things. And, and there are more people on the show, as we mentioned at the start, who have done good things. I mean, I might not necessarily like a lot of the things they've done, but they've done them and they're successful. But this was just a massive pile of garbage. <sighs> yeah, the, the the worst part of it is there, there's not enough to to if it was going for controversial, then it failed. Uh, if it was going to be a kids show, then what's with all the weird jibes at the Catholic Church? It's not far enough in either direction. Yeah, it feels like. It was like a Peppa Pig style animated show that occasionally had more risque jokes. I feel like they're maybe going for that kind of idea, but it's just really badly executed. I'm looking at the list and I'm looking near the bottom and I can't decide. Is it? I feel like I I feel like it can't go below "Hi Honey, I'm Home." Because no, no, because Hal Honey I'm Home is both not funny and horribly, horribly offensive. I like Hal Honey I'm Home, I'm Home better than this. Probably because it was at least you know there there was there was something there to get sink your teeth yeah. into. It might have tasted horrible, <laughs> but there was content there, and the theme tune was just catchy. But this is just this is number twenty eight. This is the second worst thing we've watched. There I, it. It probably is, yeah. Uh, days like these, at the very least, reminded me of that seventy show. I've been on a that seventy show marathon since days like these went. <laughs> since watching that that seventy show was great. <laughs> it is only furthered my disdain for days like these. Puchinski, Darkman, Naked Jungle—they were all better. Well, well. Better is hard to quantify when we're talking about the bottom of the list. <laughs> but yes, I think number 28 is definitely the spot for Pope Town. So our our new number, our new list is at number 29, Hi Honey, I'm Home. Number 28, Pope Town. Number 27 through <laughs> 1, The Rest. Uh, I don't think Pope Town's going to be threatening the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt no. anytime soon. <laughs> Not unless it gets very good with episode two. But this is pilot season, not second episode season. We're not here to to talk about those shows that, you know, get better the further into the season worse. you go. Or get worse. I can only assume that Pope Town and Halloween Home got worse. You know what they say about assuming, Alan? It makes, it makes an ass out of you and Ming. Yeah. Who's Ming? Politician called Ming Flanagan. Yeah, I, I, I think about him is though he he always looks really sad, and like I I I feel like we shouldn't make an ass out of him. Okay, how about Ming the Merciless? I mean, he 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 died at the end of Flash Gordon, so it's, it's probably cause me fun of him. But you can't libel the dead, so I'm happy with that. Also, you know, he did try to destroy the Earth. Mm, I can forgive that. Kinda. Next week, Alan, we're going from one animated thing to another animated thing as we look at the amazing screw-on head, which I know nothing about because you're the one who recommended it. Yes, uh, the amazing screw-on head is uh, a pilot from Adult Swim, uh, 
which was based on a comic created by uh, uh, Mike Mignola, who's probably best known for creating Hellboy. Ah. Things I am not familiar with. This is going to be a very much Alan Explains Things episode, I think. Maybe it will, and maybe it won't. (laughs) He's not not going to explain things, are you? maybe there's not a lot to explain. He's got a screw-on head. He's amazing. Right. This has been another episode of Pilot Season. I've been Patrick Brogan, and you can find me at theunemployedhistorian.com, at nerdvice.com, and in all other places where I can be found. Pope Town not being one of them. <laughs> and Alan Byrne, if people wanted to find you, where would they find you? Kind of sinister. What, <laughs> what 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 kind of people are trying to find me? People, Alan. <laughs> People. Well, I sure hope they don't look on Twitter at where I'm at Alan Byrne, which is spelled A-L-A-N-B-E-I-R-N-E. I don't know why I spell that. I hope they find me now. Uh, I'm on Tumblr. It's alanbyrne.tumblr.com. Or you can go to my website. Yes, go to my website because it's full of content and certainly isn't hidden in a crypt at the bottom of the Vatican. Nor does it want to kick orphans. Or does uh, it? Not? It probably does. Your website's really awful. Hey. <laughs> I, I spent some time making that. <laughs> well, Internet, we will talk words at you again next week. Good hello, goodbye. Bye. And now for some bonus material. Alan found a post on a Christian forum about Pope Town, so I decided to include his reading of the post in the podcast. He didn't find this until after we'd actually finished recording the episode, so I couldn't really go back and put it in. But luckily enough, we were still actually talking on Skype and recording when he found it, so enjoy. Ooh, here's something from ChristianForums.com. I was infuriated when I learned about this. It's called Pope Town and Anti-Catholic... Hi everyone, I was absolutely infuriated when I learned about this European cartoon that never made it to the United States. It's called Pope Town. Basically, it's a very controversial cartoon that makes fun of Catholicism and the Pope. I say that they showed the Pope as an infantile nincompoop, as Wikipedia puts it. This cartoon must have been incredibly popular with anti-Catholics. In fact, according to Wikipedia, a popular anti-Catholic atheistic group defended the cartoon. (laughs) Not that I'm surprised. Frowny face. Most atheists are quite anti-religion, <laughs> and in particular anti-Catholic. Catholicism gets more flack from the atheists than does any other religion, in my opinion. Now, I believe the Muslims come in a close second, but I still don't think they get as much flack as the Catholic Church does. I've heard about this cartoon in another thread. I was disgusted, to say the least, and take a look at how they portray the Pope. He's portrayed as a psychotic killer shooting a machine gun, like the Pope would even own a gun.